Okay, let's get into Parshas Pinchas, Tavshin Ayin Dalid. As we uh, continue our shir, I'm here from uh, Camp Kaley, and just first a, a ha'ara, a mahadura basra on the story from last week that I, that I mentioned, the well-known story about Rabbi Levine, that he walked into the doctor's office with his wife and said, our leg hurts. Someone mentioned to me this week that maybe there's a little different uh, version of the story. It's not that our leg hurts, but what he said was, her leg hurts us. A little, little different nuance of the story, the Chazer uh, Tadak in our time. But uh, that was the uh, the uh, the Ha'ara. But either way, it's a, it's a very powerful story in terms of feeling feeling for uh, for Klal Yisrael. Okay, let's get into Parshas Pinchas, and we'll start off with the Rashi. Start off with the Rashi based on a four-word pasuk or a four-word phrase. If you look in the towards the um, second part of the Parsha, Parachavav Pasik Yud Aleph, where the Torah lists off the uh, family of Ruvain, Uvene Falu, Uvene Eliyav, and towards the end of that section, Pasagir Aleph, Uvene Korach Lomesu. Four words, Korach's sons did not die. Lomesu. What does that mean? Rashi. Heim Hayu Be'itza They were part of the original plan that we had a few weeks ago. Ubishas HaMachlokes Hirhuru Tshuva Belibam. And at the time of Machlokas, they were Maharher Bichuva. Lefichach, Nisbatser Lohem Makom Gavoa Begehenim, Vyashvusham. They had a thought of Chuva and therefore they have a very high place in Gehenim, those Bnei Korach. Vyashvusham. So many of us have met, read this Rashi before, it's really a Gemara. I gave you the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Dafkof Yud. And did we ever really think about what it means? What's a high place in Gehenim? Gehenim's Gehenim. Right? The fires of Gehenim. A mak, makam gavoa nisbatzer. What does that mean? Let's read the Gemara, the source of it. Source number one. Uvene karach lo mesu tana mishum rabbeinu amru makam nisbatzer lam begehenim v'yashvu alav. There's a special place in Gehenim for the Bnei Korach. Right? Not all the way down, only partially of the way down. Okay. V'yamru v'yashvu alav amru shira. And they say shira there. A story that we've quoted, that we quoted maybe even a couple of weeks ago. There was one time that I was going on the way, says Rabbi Korach. Come here, I want to show you where the Korach descendants were swallowed up. We saw that there were two stones, that there was smoke coming out from between the stones. He took a piece of wool, he soaked it in, in uh, water. He put it on the edge of a spear. And he, and he put it over the smoke just to show how hot it was, that it was real. And it became singed. There's mamish fire between the, between the rocks. Amalei, Listen, put your ear to the, to the area. We discussed this in Parshas Korach. Moshe Emes Vesaraso Emes, they kept screaming out, these B'nei Korach. Maybe because they were so high up, that's why we could still hear them. Question. Ask the Ksav Sofer. What does it mean that they were high up again? Were they Chote or were they not Chote? And if they were Chote, they should be in Gehenim. And if they weren't Chote, they shouldn't be in Gehenim. What does it mean? Makom, as, as, as if there's a ledge. We get this picture in our minds of Makom Gavoa. There's like all the way down in the depths of Gehenim, and then there's a ledge that overhangs. That if you're lucky, if you deserve it, so we're going to be on that ledge. We're not going to be all, all the way down. What does that mean? 
Ask the Ksav Sofer. Source number two. If according to Rashi, based on the Gemara, if it's Lahavin, Ma'inyin Shen What does that mean? What does the Gemara say? What did they do? Gam Mashakasav Shehiru Bachuva. Also, what's the language of of Rashi? Rashi quotes this. It's not in the Gemara. They were Maharher Bachuva. They thought about Chuva. Did they do Chuva? Did they not do Chuva? What do you mean Hiru Bachuva? Like the Gemara Mizachas Kedushin, if somebody marries a woman, Amnasha Ani Ani Tzadik, right? Mukudesh Sheme Hiru Chuva Belibo. What Hiru? He thought about it. Did they do Chuva or not? What thinking is enough to get you a little bit out? So what does this mean? What exactly is the message? Says the Ksav Sofer my line for a message for all of us. All about our actions in life and the responsibility that we have, not only to ourselves. Says Chazal, say Chazal, anyone who causes others to sin, that's so much worse than my sinning myself. If I cause others, ain't must speak it be Hashem with siyata deshmaya in the negative way doesn't let him do complete shuva. If I cause somebody to sin and then I do shuva, then I'm going to be in gan eden. And what about the person I caused to do shuva? Kadosh removes, so to speak, special divine protection because if I cause somebody to sin, I, I still have that on, on my on my record. I can't still have it. Even if one rectifies what they did in the past, I change my ways. If I was machti, then it's not enough that if I do it, I have to do what I can to influence the person, my victim. To come back and do tshuva also. And we're all influencers. People look at us. The whole world looks at us. Fellow Jews look at us. But if I cause somebody to do a chait, then even if I do tshuva, tshuva so tluya va'omedes. It's held in abeyance. It's hanging because I can't completely come back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu if there's someone else who it's because of me that they're in that state. V'yesh lomar, now we understand. The whole Adas Korach, it wasn't only them, they stood against Moshe. But they caused others to lose proper Emun in Moshe Rabbeinu. They caused others to not to trust Moshe Rabbeinu. Even though they did it, it was not totally effective. It's held up until the others come back. And even if they themselves want them to change their ways, it's very hard. Once the cat is out of the box, once I influence someone, they're on their own. It was hanging. That's why Dafka says, hear her b'tshuva, to emphasize that it wasn't complete tshuva. And it couldn't be complete tshuva. Because if I do something wrong myself, fine. But everything I do also influences the others around me. L'tov and l'rah. 
v'chi chen, and therefore ain't dinam beganim b'kurishayim. So they did tshuva for their actions, so they shouldn't be a ganim, but they can't be out either, because they're still held accountable. Maybe the others, hopefully the others will return. It wasn't fulfilled totally. That's why they had, they had their place in the middle. Says the Sofer, a very powerful idea in terms of the influence that we have. And we always have to be on the lookout for hashpah latova. Because if we could take this on the, on the other way, that even if I don't fully succeed in a certain area latov, if I influence someone else who even goes beyond me, I might be able to get in on their coattails, to be able to get higher in a certain sense. But life's not just about ourselves. None of us, none of us live in a vacuum, live in a bubble. We all live in a community, we all live with friends, we all live in neighborhoods, we all live in shuls, and we always influence others through all of our actions, and we have to realize that as we go through our lives. Okay, that gets us started, and now we go, continue now, in Pinchas. We spoke a little bit about Pinchas, the end of last week, we're not going to focus on his actions so much this year in Parshas Pinchas, but there's a number of other um, ideas to focus on. If we continue in Parachavav, we have the whole list of the families of the Shvatim. And we have in Perachavav Pasek Nun Dalet, towards the end, Shlishi, Moshe Rabbeinu is told by HaKadosh Baruch Hu to split up the Nachla. Split up Eretz Yisrael, something that he does not get to fulfill in actuality. As we know, it's given over to Yeshua ben Nun. But Moshe Rabbeinu is told, by Yedabar Hashem Moshe Leymar, the Torah says by Shlishi, to these, to these, split up the land, we know, we mentioned uh, last week, that we are now in year 40. Right? Moshe and Aaron, have, Moshe is the only one left, Aaron and Miriam have already died. Last week, Parshas Chukas, we had the blackout years, as Rav Salvechik called them. 38 years after the story of, after Paraduma, and Miriam dies. Boom, what happened? That was year two, and this was year 40. So 38 years we know nothing about, except where they went. A couple weeks we'll read Parshas Masay. So we know the travelings that they went through, but other than that, we know nothing of those of those years. So at the end of this time, Hashem says, La'ela, to these people that are still here now, in year 40, Techaleka aretz, benachala b'mispar shemos, split up the land, la'rav tarben nachalaso, v'lama'at tarben tamin nachalaso, La'rav, to those who have many, tarbeh, give a lot. V'lama'at, tamin nachalaso. And those who have not too many, only a few, tamit, minimize. Ish lafi pekudav yuta nachalaso. Every man according to his counting, give the nachla. We've gone in, pe- in previous years, we have mentioned, not for this year, the machlokas between Rashi and the Ramban on this Pasik, how exactly to understand. What, you have a bigger sheva, you have a bigger nachla, is that really true? Is it a bigger family? Right, there's stories in Navi that certain Shvatim complains that they wanted certain Nachlas and not others. So that's a discussion here in Rashi and the Ramban. We're going to go, though, this year, Al-Darak Drush, from the Ben Yehoyada, one of the greats, the Ben Ishchai, giving a Darak Drush a shot on this Pasuk. Larav tarben nachlaso, nachlaso. To the major, give a lot, and to the minor, give a little bit. Asher Echad, Sorosim three is quoted here in the Krasla Shabbos Oneg. But it's quoted from the Ben Yeho, Ben Yehoyada. 
It was a rich man. Many Mishalim start off with a rich man and a poor man. There was a rich man that was riding on his horse, going to the big city. He sees on the next imam standing on the, on the, on the street and poor person, a balmum. He has Rachmanis. Please have Rachmanis on me. Please help me get to the city. I can't walk. I don't have, my legs aren't working properly. I, I don't, please, can you give me a lift? So he says, okay. Yarada Asher, not only did he give him a lift. Yarada Asher, Tova Lev Me'al Suso. Not only did he give him a lift, but he got down from his horse. Visiya la'ani la'alos al-gabi asus. He helped the ani, the poor man, get up on his horse. He gave up his horse for the ani. Kasher Yashef ha'ani bebitcha be'ukav shal-gabi asus. And when the ani was strapped in and secure on top of the saddle, on top of the horse, Masar Asher ha'moshchos bi'adav Right, the usher gave the reins, and he was walking behind him. And this is how they went. Right, he grabbed on in the back, he, he, he was behind, but the Ani was sitting in the front, in the main seat, and had the reins, and he was going, and the usher was in the back. As they got to the city, what happened? All of a sudden, the poor man turns around to the rich man and says, Get off my horse! What are you doing here? Raid me, What are you doing? Jumping on my horse, the back of the horse. And he changed, uh, turns the tables. Says the usher, What are you talking about? That's my horse! I'm going to throw you off. What are you talking about? It's my horse. Show me my tem. All of a sudden, the ani turns around to the people gathering around to, at the ruckus. Panani bizaka, and the ani turns in screaming. Adam Raza, look, you know what this guy did? I gave this guy a lift. I let him jump on the back of my horse till we got to town, and now he's saying it's his horse. What kind of, what kind of uh, guy is this? Help me! Get this guy off of my horse! My only horse! Please help me! This guy's screaming, that guy's screaming, and they finally go to the Shofet. They go to the judge, right? They're each complaining that it's theirs. Shama Shofet Atayin, Oseam, line 17. The judge listens. And he turns to the usher and says, I have a big kasha on you. You say it's your horse. You say it's true. It's your horse. So why'd you give him the reins? Why'd you let him come front and center and give him the reins when you totally have no control? It's not like you even, in, like you invite somebody into your house. You don't let him sit in your, the balabai sits in the balabai's seat and you give, let the guest sit in the side. Here, you gave him the horse. Why did you give him the reins? Yes, you, you had Rachmanis on him. But don't give him the reins. Let him sit behind you. You gave it to him. It must be that he's in charge. That's what it looks like in my eyes. Says the Ben Chai. What does it have to do, do all with us? Who do we give our reins to in life? 
Who is in control of our lives? Sometimes we let our taivas, we let our yetzaharas, we let them have free control. Right? Not only do we sometimes trip up, nobody's perfect, but sometimes we get tripped up, but, but who's in control? Who's holding the reins? Who do we let sit in the front? We have to make sure sometimes we trip up and sometimes we don't do something that we would want to do. But we have to make sure that we're still in control of the horse. Even if there's somebody sitting behind us that's, that's making us go in various directions. And if we give it over and we give in and we say it's okay, I'll let him be in control here, I'll let him control there. We shouldn't be in a wonderment. When he takes it, says that's the pasik. La Rav, who's the Rav? That's the Yitzhar Ho, the Yitzhar Tov, who's Rav Bechachma inherently. Tarben Nachla, so. Give him a lot of Nachla. Give him Vimarbe. Yishla Harbas Velasis Lolahanik. Oh, oh, give him, give him more, more, more credit and more control. Velamaat. Lamat a little bit. We all have it. We all have that Yetzirah. We all have to Hakovish is Yisrael. That's the real, the real Gibar. Hakovish is Yisrael. But we have to be Kovish. We can't let it be Kovish us. We have to always be in control of those reigns. It's similar to an idea that we've the Vilna Gon mentions and uh, and other Bali Musr mentioned on the uh, Gemara in Mesechas Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara tells us in Rosh Hashanah that, I'm going to give you the sources, we quoted this in Pesha Yurim, Gemara Rosh Hashanah says that on Rosh Hashanah, Tzadikim Gemurim are finished. Nechtavim and Nechtavim al-Alto l'chaim. And on um, Rosh Hashanah, they're also finished. On Rosh Hashanah. The only people that it says made Shuvah for are Beinonim. Tzluyim v'omdim. And then on Yom Kippur, the decision is made. Right? Nechtavim l'chaim and Nechtavim l'misa. That's the, the Gemara. Famous question on that Gemara, it's asked by Rabbi Zlopetelberger and others, all of, how many people? What, what's a Benoni? Pashtus, a Tzadik is somebody who has more mitzvahs, a Rasha is somebody who has more Averis, a Benoni is half and half. How many people in life have exactly the same number of mitzvahs and Averis? How many people could it be? Six? Forty-two? How many Jews in the world have exactly the same number of mitzvahs and Averis? And all of Aseris he made tshuva are for the Benonim. That's not hard to imagine. So there's another Gemara. There's a Gemara at the end of Brachas. But the Gemara says, I think it's the name of Rava, or Rava comes in at the end. Rava says, Sadiki, or the Gemara says, Sadikim Yetzer Tov Shoftan. Sadik, the Yetzer Tov guides him. Rasha Yetzahara Shoftan. Benoni Elu Ve'elu Shoftan. And Rava says, Kagon Anu were Benoni. What does that mean? Says the Vilna Gona in that Gemara. Nobody's perfect. But the question is, what guides us? Are we, hopefully, our netia is to do mitzvos. We have to do Averis also, but our netia is to do mitzvos. That's a tzaddik. A tzaddik is somebody whose netia is to do the right thing in the eyes of Hashem. Even though we trip up, a rush is the opposite. Everybody does some mitzvos once in a while. But a rush is Yesar HaRashoftan, he's basically a rasha. He happens to do a couple of Averis. That's what the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah means. What does a benoni mean? Wishy-washy. We don't have an atiya. Sometimes we're this, sometimes we're that. And the goal of Aserasi Mechuvah is not to equalize and to give more, but it's to, to condition ourselves to make us into those Yetzir Tov Shoftans. 
Like what the Ben Yoyada says, Larav Tarbenachlaso. Who do we give the reins to? The Eitzer Tov has to have the reins. Even though sometimes the Eitzara pulls us backwards on our horse. But Yetzir Tov Shoftan. That's the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, the Gemara in Brachas, putting together with this Gemara, this uh, Ben Yehoyada on the Pasig of Larav Tarbenachalaso, Vilama'at Tamenachalaso. Okay. Moving right along. A couple of Psukim later, discussing the Shevet Levi. As we know, Levi is always separated throughout all the countings, beginning at Bamidbar, and here, we have Sheva Levi uh, written separately. So if we look, after Levi is written, he quotes uh, Sheva Levi and Aaron, another of who died, uh, Elizabeth Summer, and it says the entire list of Sheva Levi. And then it says, Ela Pekude Moshe Velazar Akoin, Asher Paktos Bnei Yisrael Barvis Moval Yardini Recho. This was the accountings. This was the Pekudim. This is why it's called, what is Sefer Bamidra called in the Medrash? Chumash HaPekudim. Because over and over again, we have Pekudim, we have lists and lists of numbers. So these are, this is the Pekudim. This is the entire list. Two more Pesukim. There was nobody left. There was nobody left from the earlier Pekudim. Because Moshe says they're all going to die. Except for two. Only two people that were going to survive, that were going to go into Eretz Yisrael, even Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't going to make it. These were the only two that were going to go in. Chazal or Medayik, on the first phrase of these two psukim, there, were no man, there was no man, says Rashi, but there were women. There were no men. All men between 20 and 60, they died in the Midbar. But there were women. Why? Lufi, Rashi continues, Because they loved the land. The women wanted to go to enter Eretz Yisrael. The men said, forget it. Let's go back. A few times they said it. Let's go back to Mitzrayim. It's unbelievable how, you know, we think today it happens. But revisionist history was even then. The, the, the great days in Egypt. I don't remember what was going on in Mitzrayim then. Their babies thrown into the to the yard. That's what we said. That's what we said. We're no better. The women, but among them, said, we want a chalek. Okay, that's what he says, right here. Asks and explains the clay yakar. What was it? What was it about Eretz Yisrael that the men did not like and the women loved? Chazal say the men and the women. Generally, we know women are naturally more spiritual, more connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shasani Kirtzono, like his will, because they are naturally more connected. Says the Klayakar, so, but what is it in this regard, regarding Eretz Yisrael? So the classic Darshan that he is, he comes up with two ideas. Two ideas from Prague in the 1500s. Says the Klayakar. After, after the Maharal. Says the, after quoting the Rashi at the beginning, He nani line four, no sein shnei ta'amim bedavar. Let me give two ideas. Number one, lefi sheyesh l'cha eretz megadelis tsnuim, v'yesh l'cha eretz megadelis noafim. Inherent in the Bria, there are certain lands that are more giving over to different behaviors. The land itself, the inanimate land, We've mentioned in the past many sources that there's a connection between the the 
human life and animal life and plant life, like the, we say, mentioned it by the Dor Hamabul, even the animals were misdavik be'inam minam. They don't have a taiva for that, but they follow humankind. So says the Klayakar. Chazal tell us that there are lands that are Megadel Snuin, meek and humble, and there are those that are Megalas Noafim. V'yamar Chazal, Shitim. Shitim was Megadel Noafim, and that's why they sinned in Shitim. Ki Yeshiva Samakamu Garam Lam Laznus. Shitim was Mesugal for that type of behavior. Eretz Yisrael, Mesugal Bazesh, Sheyin Eretz Sovel Azima. Eretz Yisrael cannot, cannot stand Zima. Right, it's there. It's a it's a tsenua land, and the, the land screams out, as we say in, in, in the middle of Ayikra. They're going to get thrown out. The women were kshiros. The women were tsenuos, even more than the men. That was their attitude. That was their attitude. And he quotes what Chazal say. There was only one woman that was it, and Chazal was mefar- the Torah was mefarsim her to show that this was the only one. Shlomis bazdivri tochiach that's why they wanted to go into Eretz Yisrael, because they knew this was a land that it would be, it would be easy, easier to be a tzanua, to be someone who has that natural connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When we tamzeh, that's why it says, ish. It's a list for dafka v'chul. Okay, number one. Then he says number two. Tamasheni, a couple of steps. Kimei hayadua. He quotes something that is usually known, but he flips it on its head. There is a major difference in terms of the water system in Eretz Yisrael and in Mitzrayim and other lands. In Eretz Yisrael, the focus is rain. There's no Nile River. The focus is the rain and using the rain for my crops. When there's no rain, those learning dafyomi right now, right? we've had many, many stories in dafim all about the halachas. I'll be able to do when it doesn't rain and that's how Kodesh Baruch Hu gives messages and five or six averos that cause atziris kishamim, the Gemara says in the first parak. So Eretz Yisrael is all about rain. Other lands, it's about irrigation. It's about taking the Nile, taking the water sources and bringing them somehow using different type of technological advances, whatever is, is prevalent at that time in history, bringing that to irrigate the land. That's what they rely on. Rain is not as prevalent in Egypt. They have to go and schlep and bring the, and bring the water. So usually it's looked at as, oh, Eretz Mitzrayim, it's the life, they just bring it from the Nile. He's looking at it in the opposite way. He's saying, no, they have to schlep, they have to create these ditches and the irrigation. They can't just sit at home and it'll rain down on the fields. Suggest the Klayakar, because they have to have such tircha, patram ha-torah min shumus no trumas and maestras from Chutz Laaretz. Because there you have to do, have more tircha. Obviously it's because of the Kedushas Aretz, ultimately. But he's giving another idea. If I had a melus and yegi and a mala here, then I have to, then I don't have to, I don't have to give half of it away. Aval Eretz Yisrael. Shakshamim yordim sham bi'itam. But in Eretz Yisrael where the rain comes down, ve'en labala sada kolkach Torah gadol vashkosa sados. 
in this regard, he doesn't have as much tircha. Uh, the Avapi, he has tircha in Zriya, Harisha, and the other Malachas. But Mikomokom, Yishgama, Kadesh Barcho, Chelek Pasada. Hashem also has a Chelek, and Hashem says, Give my servants. I helped you out here. Give my servants. Give my Misharsim. So it's appropriate. Dinu Sheinu Mechelek of all the Kohanim. Vulavim Misharsay Elokeinu. Kimisholchan Gavoa Hezachim. And he said it's even Meduik and the Psukim. This is not said by Chazal, but he's suggesting another reason. Why there's no Trumas and Maestris? Why? It says in Akev, Kiyarat Hashratav Hashem Alarishta, Lok Eretz Mitzrayim, Eishi Yashar Yitzasim Yisham, Hashatizra Saracha, Vechulu. Eretz Hashem Hashem Lokach Adarishosa. And the Medrash on that Pasik quotes Trumas and Maestris, connecting it to that idea. What he said, what does Trumas and Maestris have to do with Eretz Yisrael being the focus of rain, Akadosh Baruch Hu's Ashkacha? The answer is, because Trumas and Maestris, you have to give some of it away because you didn't have full Tircha in it. Akadosh Baruch Hu helped you out. That's why the men didn't want to go. I'm going to have to give away so many matanas. Umizah Tam line 36. Hayu ha'anashim sonim esaretz. Lifishahayu abiri lev harachogam itztaka. Men are naturally not, naturally not as giving, not as compassionate, not as want yitztaka as what the women are. Lo ha'yelohem chifetz v'ratzon le'ilech mi'wakam ha'patr l'makam ha'chiv. Now we're potter. Okay, I'm gonna have to do schlep a little, okay. But I have to give it away. Uvepemaliamru. What they say, Zachano is a dogga. I should know how the Mitzrayim chinam. Vidarshu bisifri, chinam in a mitzvah. And they say chinam in a mitzvah, we have to do all these mitzvahs, ubiyar adavar, that they ate without Jumas and Maisris, says the Klayakar. And that's another reason they didn't want to go into Eretz Yisrael. And the women said, no problem. We have no problem. Avalanashim line 47 shall also dar sitkanios hayu vayu oavim atstaka hein mitzvahs chala miuchedes lanashim mitzliya baaretz hein sharachumos umaisris alkeno yu oavim esaaretz leilech lamakam achiyev kistam isha and rashos v'shal tabenech lebaila v'chulu and she wants she is more the nashim sitkanios of the dar wanted to go in two ideas the klayaker says then he just ends off with the punchline. Where he says, we had a Rashi, the beginning of Parsha Shlach, where the Mate of Yosef, the Nasi given at Yosef, Rashi quoted, Lemishpachas, look at the bottom lines here, Lemishpachas Menashe ben Yosef, Chazal quote, Rashi quotes it, Lameisker Yosef, why Yosef? Because he was Machabe Vesaretz. He was Machabe Vesaretz, but no Slavchad. So if you look at Yosef, Yosef had both of these Midos. These be deep, two midos that we just explained of the women, why they were Bachabib the arts and wanted to go in. But they were women. Both of these you find by Yosef Atzadik. Number one, which midah? Sanua? Isha's Potiphar. He ran away. He was poor. He didn't just stay there and say, I'm not going to do anything. He ran away. Sanua. Maybe not at the beginning when he was Masasa Basairo, but he grew into it. And number two, in terms of Stucky, he was Mafarnis the whole world. He gave everything away. Give everything away. Says the, we have, we have, uh, once heard from Rabbi Isaac Bernstein, Derech Agav, that there were two people in, in the Torah, and in Chazal called it Tzadikim. Noach is Tzadik, and Yosef is called it Tzadik. Yosef and Tzadik by Chazal. Why? Both of them sustained the world. Noach sustained the world on the Teva, and Yosef sustained the world. If you sustain the world, you give everything, you're most of everything, to keep the world going, Tzadik. What's the remez? Poseyachas yodecha umasbiya lachochai ratzon, Tzadik Hashem b'chol derachav. Smichas apsukim. But not Yosef, Yosef sustained the world, and he says at the end, V'zeh tam yakar. 
says, this is something precious. This is something precious. The two days of the Klayakar and relating it to Yosef in the end. Moving right along. Let's talk a little bit about leadership. Leadership. This is a parsha about leadership. As we know, a parach of Zion. Now we have, after the Beno Slavchad, we have Moshe Rabbeinu passing the torch somewhat. Passing the torch by Daber Moshe El Hashem Lemar. Pasik Tesvav, the, the Balaturim on this Pasik, we mentioned it in the past year, says this Pasik is unique. There's never such a Pasik in the entire Torah like this. Let's do it again. By Daber Moshe El Hashem Lemar. That's not, that's not the common Pasik. It's the only time in the entire Torah that it says that. By Daber Moshe El Hashem Lemar, that's the pickup of the Balaturim. Says Moshe to Hashem. Right, this is one of the four differences that the Rambam says is different between Moshe Rabbeinu and all other Nevi'im. That Moshe, Moshe could call up a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Right, none of the other, other Nevi'im just waited for Hashem to talk to them. Moshe wants to talk to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, he starts the conversation. Right, here it is. By Dabra Moshe, El Hashem Leymar. Moshe says, Hashem, please, I know that I'm not going into Eretz Yisrael, but I, I need you to make sure that there's a proper leader. Yifkod Hashem Elokei Aruchos Lechol Basar. Ish al I need you to appoint somebody who is going to be a proper leader. We'll have to get back to that phrase. Somebody that will go out in front of them. That will go go in in front of them. He'll be in the front. As we know, Jewish leaders. That's acharai. After me. They don't stay at home. They won't be like a congregation without a, a sheep. A sheep without a shepherd. Rashi. Asher Yotziyem, Asher Yiviyem. What does that mean? Maybe Chazal Rashi is bothered by that he already said he was going to go in and out with them. Asher Yotziyem, Asher Yolo over the fam. What's the next phrase? Asher Yotziyem, that he'll bring them in and bring them out. Rashi has in one word. Bizzachu Yosef. In his merits. With his merits. He'll be a leader with his merits. Bizzachu Yosef. What is that telling me? What is that telling me about what a leader what a leader is in Am Yisrael. Says Rav Yeruchim in Das Torah. Says Rav Yeruchim right here. Asher Yosiim, Asher Yiviyim, because of Rashi B'zchu Yosef. What is that telling me? Says Rav Yeruchim, this is alluding to with that one word, alluding to a difference between a leader for Am Yisrael and a leader in other areas of the world. Inyan Manhig, Eitzel HaKlal Yisrael. What's a Manhig? It's different than the average person that you ask on the street what he would say a leader is. A manig is not a, just a, general. A king is a general. A king is a general. But a manhig, in the larger sense of the world, is not. Shehamolech osam hu manhig. The one who is molech, who takes them, who leads them is the manik. Zotomerich, a manik who mishemekil achovalim biado, fumanik osam bisharbito. That's others. Manigates of Klai Yisrael, who musak achalagamri. Not somebody who rules with an iron fist. No, it's a different idea. Hainu, alderach shebi arnu, shahaav who noseas banav, hein beruchnis hein begashmias. A manik is someone who carries his people. Gashmias in Ruchnius, Osam, What is Chuyosav in his merits and his Chuyos? It means he's got to use all of his essence. Everything he has. 
Sometimes using his chiyus to talk to Moshe, or Kadosh Baruch Hu was going to destroy Am Yisrael. What does Moshe say? You can't, you can't. Moshe went to battle for them. He got a few times. He got them forgiven because of his chuyos. That's a manhik. Kemochein gama manhik ubemis knows he as he do so. Someone who carries the Ada. Mizuchuyos of umashpia lehem. Hemagashvis hemberuchnius. He carries them. He influences them. He influences them. What does it mean if somebody wants to become a leader? Someone who has aspirations, consciously or subconsciously. It's not a commander. A commander is not a... a, a, a we need commanders. But a, a commander is not a monik. He has to feel. He or she has to feel. He has to feel like the Bali Musr to point out. Sometimes we think, what does the Gadish Baruch Hu, me, what does the leader think about it? Or the leader says, okay, I can't get to everybody. Okay, 90%. Okay, it could be true that he can't get to everybody, but he has to care about everybody. It's like a father. Let's say a father, let's say somebody has, somebody has, somebody has eight children. Somebody's blessed with eight children. Rahman al one of the children, something happens to one of the children. What do we tell him? Ah, it's okay. You have seven. You have seven out of eight is pretty good too. No father, no father would take that. No. Every child is special. Every child. The parents are leaders of the mishpacha. Every child has their own unique connection. Every leader is like a father. Every leader has to care for and carry bizchuyosav with his chuyos to be mashpia. He mashpia on them. And this is Moshe Rabbeinu. So we know why was Moshe Rabbeinu chosen? Why was David HaMelech chosen? The famous Midrashim, which we'll talk about a little bit soon. Right, let's go look at it in the next, the next of Yeruchim, which is actually the previous one in the Sefer. I just put it in opposite order. Source number seven, right, the second paragraph. The Medrash in Parsha Shmos. Badak David Batzon, What did Hashem do by David, by Moshe? He checked them, were they good shepherds? They Moshe David. They, he gave the, gave the the weak sheep. They they got to graze first to make sure they were able to get. And then the the elder sheep got what was good for them. And then the bachurim, strong ones, they could eat the hard grass. Amr Akadosh Baruch Hu. Misha Yodea Leros Hatzon. Whoever could could shepherd sheep could shepherd my people. Says Hakadosh Baruch Hu, "V'yaf Moshe lebachnu Hakadosh Baruch Hu lebetzon." And so do Moshe. We all know the Medrash. Moshe Rabbeinu wrote, "Sono shall Yisrael Baruch Menu Gediv Ratz Acharav." Moshe Rabbeinu ran after one. Imagine you have a, a five hundred sheep and one of them runs away. Okay, forget it. No, so probably not. not they don't need that one. No, Moshe cared about the sheep. Ashigil lebrecha shalmayim, and the Gediv stood and drank, and Moshe saw it was tired, so Moshe put it on its put him on his shoulders. Says, somebody who has such on its own. This is a leader in Klal Yisrael. Not just a mitzaveh, not just someone who says, you know, do what I say, but someone who cares, someone who carries the, the, uh, the burden, someone who carries the burden of Am Yisrael. Says of Yerucham, that's all in that one word, in Rashi. Bizhu Yosef. Not Bishivto. Right, not with his staff, not with his uh, stick, with his mate, but bizachu yosef. Moving connected to this is I gave you in the in the Yam Simcha Rabbi Fried in source number eight. 
Similar idea on the, on the on the left side, right here in source number eight. Same idea. Why does Moshe use the mushal? Moshe himself says, "Hashem, don't let the Am Yisrael be sheep without a shepherd." So he describes because Moshe Rabbeinu knows what it is to be a leader. And he said, "You have to you have to give somebody to them that." That's going to have this attitude. Quotes the same madras, the same asiris nefesh, the same same need, same need. And obviously, Yeshua ben Nun was that was like this. Yeshua ben Nun, the most right, one of the most famous madras about Yeshua ben Nun, that he set up the base madras, right? He cleaned it up. He was mashkim umari. He quotes that madras at the end of source number eight. Again, someone who spends his his extra free time caring about Klal Yisrael and giving. Being a leader is about giving. Okay, now let's get to, get to something very special. Everything is special, Baruch Hashem. But let's get to the Tosefes Bracha. The Torah Tamim in his Sefer Tosefes Bracha talks about the first phrase that Moshe Rabbeinu uses. Elokei Haruchos. He calls Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu is about to request, Hashem, make sure you appoint an appropriate leader after I'm gone. The phrase that he describes Hashem with to introduce this request is Elokei Haruchos. Why does he use that phrase Elokei Haruchos? Rashi picks up on it already. Elokei Haruchos. Yafkei Hashem. He says Elokei Haruchos. Um, he says someone who knows the spirits. Let's read the Rashi. Rabbonu Shalom. Kalibi Yadul Afanecha. Taitosha Kolechad Ve'echad. You know everyone. Ve'inadom Ezelazeh. No two Jews are the same. Manalei Manik She'i Sovel Kolechad Ve'echad Lefi Daito. You know, make, make sure you appoint a leader who could deal with all the different personalities. Every type of Jew. You need a leader. You need a leader. Okay. Okay, Aruchos. Says the Tosefes Bracha, something similar, but a little more sharp. A little more sharp. The Efshalafarish, line 6. Mashabi Arnu, the Gemara Mesechas Yuman Daftes. And we could read this Gemara over and over again and never ask the question. Kia Isha Yereshlakish Medabri Mobashuk. The Gemara says there that whenever Reish Lakish spoke to, spoke to somebody in the marketplace, all of a sudden that person became a ne'eman in everybody's eyes. He became a trustworthy individual. You can lend him money. You can do whatever you want with him. Reish Lakish spoke to him. Reish Lakish is his friend. Reish Lakish speaks to him. Ah, must be somebody special. Must be somebody ne'eman. And therefore, you can trust him. That's the Gemara. It's a halachic Gemara. The Gemara says that anybody who Rishlaka spoke to in the Shuk, then you can give him an iska below eight. They were sure. And you could give him without Adam, without witnesses. He's not going to deny. Question. Why Rishlakish? There were many Amoraim that spoke to people in the Shuk. Right? There were many Amoraim. Dafka Rishlakish is the one. The one that's, that's picked up on. Why is it Reish Lakish? Right, the Gemara says on line 14, he goes to the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Nikiye Hadasha Beirushalayim, Loho Yoshvim Besuda, Elam Kim Yodim Imesimimahim. The, the Nikiye Hadas, special people in Yerushalayim would never sit down to a meal unless they knew who was, who was eating with them. They never sat down to a meal unless they didn't know. So you see, people were careful who they ate with, who they spoke with in the Shuk. So, so, what, what, why Dafka Rish Lakish? Why Dafka Rish Lakish? Ubi Arnu says the Tosefes Bracha. 
We've explained in the past. Even if I know somebody, I'm friendly with somebody, can I be sure of their kishkas? Can I be sure what they're like inside? I know what they're like outside. But maybe it's all a facade. Maybe it's all fake. How do I know? How do I know that they're, they're, they're Naman Tocho Kabaro? So I can never be sure. And Yachalil Patuach Venaman Bo. Bulikon Ninut Savik Lichshad. I can't. There are many Rachman there are many charlatans. Yesh Anashim Shain Tocham Kibaram Bifiam Yidabru Yoshev Emunu Bakir Bamavunamazima. There are many and many quacks, charlatans out there. How can I be sure? Rishlakish can be sure. Because we know Rishlakish in his past had dealt with these people. Gemara Mesachas Bamatsiya, Pedalat, I gave it to you a source number ten. The Gemara that Rabbi Yochanan was the one that brought Reish Lakish back. There's a machlokis we shown him whether Reish Lakish was from and then became abandoned and then became from again or he was abandoned and then became from. Machlokis we shown him. Tosas talks about that there in Mamatsiya. Whether he came back or he was never there in the first place. But either way, Rabbi Yochanan, we know the story, Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish were swimming in the, uh, in the river and Rabbi Reish Lakish says, Rabbi Yochanan, you're a really handsome guy. Really handsome guy. You know what? You should uh, give, your, give your handsomeness to the women. And Rabbi Yochanan says to Reish Lakish, you're a very strong man. You should give your strength to Torah. And Rabbi Yochanan won after offering his daughter, his sister, you know, my sister is, you know, I'll convince her to marry you if you come. And we all know the story that uh, Reish Lakish eventually became his brother-in-law. But later on, there was a tragic end to their chavrusa, to both of them. Rabbi Yochanan insulted Reish Lakish based on saying that, ah, they were talking about a halacha, about Hilkasum Vatara, about a sword, and he said, oh, you know about swords. But that was his background, without getting into the rest of that story right now. But Rishlakish knew these guys, so Rishlakish knew whether somebody was Tocho Kabara. Rishlakish could tell, that's why Dafka, the one Rishlakish spoke to in the Shuk. People, people trusted. Because they knew, if he tried, he knew he, he talked to somebody, that was somebody that, uh, that was an Ishnamwan. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying here. Hashem elokei haruchos, because generally all of us we can't know. We're not we're not well versed in people who who don't keep their word. Sakharish baruchu elokei haruchos. The end of the last paragraph, thirty-eight. V'zeh ratsa Moshe lahagid kam lefnei Hashem. This is what Moshe is telling Sakharish baruchu. V'yomar he said, Manigo eda bevadai zorchlios yashar v'nem and ochol derachav. A manning has to be somebody who is a yasher, who is a naman. But he also, a, a, a good manhig has to be someone who has insight though. Someone who understands people. Someone who, who realizes what's going on in front of his eyes. This is a marshal. We know the Gemara says in Nida that Gedalia, Tzom Gedalia, Gedalia ben Achikam was held accountable for his own death a little bit. Because when people told him, Yishmael wants to assassinate you, he says, nah. Nah, you would never do that. The Gemara says, even if you're not choshi the person, you have to protect yourself. To use our heads. So it says that, that's what he's saying here. Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, okay, aruchos. We have to have somebody. A ruler has to be emestic, has to be yashar, but he can't be naive in that way. Maybe a naivete that's appropriate for a spiritual person, but not in the negative way that, that people could, could uh, go behind one's back, so to speak. So that's Moshe Rabbeinu, Elokei Aruchos. That's what he's asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for. Okay. One more thought related to the parsha, and then we'll get to one maybe in Yonah Diyom at this time of year. 
So we have in Parshas Pinchas, we have the next Parshas HaMoadim. Now the Moadim are referred to a number of times. Parshas Emar has Parshas HaMoadim in a very lengthy discussion. And Parshas Pinchas, with a fo- each one has a different focus. Emar speaks about the mitzvahs. Pinchas talks about the Musafin. And later on in Parshas Re'eh, we spoke about Alila Regel, the Chulu. So if you look in, we'll focus on one of the Chagim. Maybe it's not really a Chag. One of the Yamim Tovim, and that is Rosh Hashanah. That is Rosh Hashanah. Torah tells us right here about Rosh Hashanah. Perachavtes, beginning of Perachavtes, Uba Chodesh Ashvi Bechal Chodesh Mikra Chodesh Yelachem Komaleches Avod Alosasu Yom Terua Yehielachem. The seventh month, Mikra Chodesh Yelachem Yom Terua. We mentioned this year, I think, back in Parshas Emor, the difference already between Parshas Emor, where it says Zichron Terua. And Parshas Pinchas, where it says Yom Terua. Zichron Terua versus Yom Terua. The difference being, as we know, real Zichron Terua means you don't really blow shofar. Meaning, when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos. Masha'ekein, Yom Terua, Yom Terua, Yelachem. Good, that's the Gemara. The Gemara says in the Yerushalmi in Rosh Hashanah, that's a Din Doraisa. A din to Orisa, not to blow shofar on Shabbos. We don't pass him like that, Yerushalmi. We pass him as a drabana, not to blow shofar. And don't be so machalic between Zichron Shua and Yom Shua. It's really Rosh Hashanah. Zichron Shua is Zichronos, but it's really Rosh Hashanah. The maskan of the Bavli. It's Xerah the Rabbo, why we don't blow shofar on Rosh Hashanah. But the Yerushalmi has it as Zichron Shua versus Yom Shua. We pointed out then as well the fascinating ha'ara of a number of achronim, maybe it says zichron trua in Emar because the first year they went out, if you do the math, it was a Rosh Hashanah, Shechaliyas Peshavas. Masha'enkein, Yom Trua, that was the later years, that was Parshas Pinchas. Right, as we said, this was year 40. That was what we said then. But, let's get back to the Meshachachma on this week's Parsha. He talks about, again, question number one, Yom Trua versus zichron trua, but then he adds on another question. Another difference between the formulation in Pinchas and the formulation in Emar. Right here we have, if you look in the, in the Pasuk, you look in the bold print, source number 11. We first have the Isser Malacha. And then we have Yom Trua Yelachem. That's the order in the Pasuk. Isser Malacha, don't do Malachas Avoda. And then... Yom Trua. If you look in Emor, it's reversed. In Emor, first it says, Zichron Trua, and then it says, Says the Meshachachma. Why is this? First he quotes the Yerushalmi that we quoted. That Zichron Trua is referring to Shabbos. That's Emor. Yom Trua is referring to Rosh Hashanah on a weekday. That's Pinchas. Now let's read at line, five, line four. Yishvachavin Gam ma shesham hiktim zichron trua viachar kach mikra kodesh komalechas avodolosasu. First it talks about shofar zichron trua, and then it says there's an iser malacha avokan kasuv kodem mikra kodesh yelachem komalechas avodolosasu. Why? What's the difference? Why does it first say iser malacha here and then yom trua, and over there first it says zichron trua? Says the meshachachma. Let's remember a ramban. Let's remember a Ramban. He doesn't quote the Ramban by name, but he's referring to the Ramban's Chiddush. The Ramban writes in Parshas Emor, by Shabbos, the Torah tells us, kol malacha losasu. We're not allowed to do any malacha. Yantif, 
no, a number of times, not always, but a number of times by Yantif, like here, what does it say? It doesn't say Komalacha Losasu. It says Komalachas Avoda Losasu. What does that mean? Komalachas Avoda instead of Komalacha. Komalachas Avoda Losasu. Says the Ramban there in MR, Malachas Avoda is what's Usr on Yantif. Meaning, you're allowed to do certain Malacha on Yantif. What's the major Malacha you're allowed to do on Yantif? You're allowed to cook. Ochal Nefesh. That's what the Ramban calls Malachas Hana'a. In contrast to Malachas Avoda. Komalachas Avoda Losasu, says the Ramban, is what the Torah says is Asur Yantif. You can't do Malachas Avoda. You're allowed to cook. But you can't do Malachas Avoda. Avoda means non Ochal Nefesh Malacha. That's the Ramban's definition for Komalachas Avoda Losasu. Non Malachas Ochal Nefesh Avoda. Says the Meshachachma, I would like to use that Ramban to explain the difference between MR and Pinchas. And the Meshachachma always looks at the Pshutal Shal Mikra and puts Chazal into the Pshutal Shal Mikra even where Chazal themselves didn't mention it. Let's start with Pinchas, he says. Why do we have the Isser Malacha first? First it says, Komalachazavodolosasu, and then Yom Shruo Yelachem. What is If we're reading the Torah, we read that Pasuk. That's a tip-off. What day are we talking about? Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos or Rosh Hashanah on weekday? Says the Meshachachma. That's a giveaway. You're allowed to cook. It's weekday. Says the Meshachachma. That's why, what's the next phrase? Yom Shrua Yelachem. You blow shofar. First it says the Isser Malacha. We know what that means. It's an Isra Malacha of Yantif. Ochal Nefesh is mutter. So Pinchas is obviously talking about a weekday. Yom Trua Yelachem. That's how the Pasuk flows. What about Emar? Says the Meshachachma. It also says, Komalachas Avodolosasu. That's true. But says the Meshachachma, if it would have said, Komalachas Avodolosasu first in the Pasuk, I would have had the misunderstanding that it's talking about Yantif. That falls out. It's all my Rosh Hashanah that falls out during the week. But it's not what that parsha is referring to. First it says Zichron Trua. Which establishes, we're talking about Shabbos. Rosh Hashanah that falls out on Shabbos. Then it says, Why doesn't it say, Because it's in the section of Yontif. It's still in the section of Yontif. So it says, You're right, but it's, it's Shabbos, so it's Komalachalosasu. But mitzad yantiv, it's still komalachas avodolosasu. But lest we have the misunderstanding that that's what it's talking about in Parshas Mr. First, it says zichron trua. Zichron trua means, like the Rishonim says, we're talking about Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos. There's no shofar here. It's zichron trua. So then the Torah could say komalachas avodolosasu without having the misunderstanding. Masha'enkin, by Pinchas, first it says komalachas avodolosasu, which establishes that it's talking about Rosh Hashanah during the week. And then it says, Yom Teruah. Part one of the, of the Meshachachma. Look at part two, then he gets into, we're gonna skip the middle part, he talks about part two, he says, what's the difference between Zichron and, and, um, and, and Zichron and Re'iyah? Look there at the second part of the Meshachachma, we're not gonna do it right now. Just wanted to end off though, with a thought of the Nesiva Shalom, which gets us into, gets us into the period of the three weeks, which we are starting, just starting next week. Um, with Shavasa Batamus. It says the Neshiva Shalom in Source 12, we know at every time of year, every Yantif, every day, 
there is some goal of the day that we're supposed to experience. Simchas Torah has a certain experience that we're supposed to have, and Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur, every day. So what is it about this time period that the Avelus on the Churban Bayis, Tammuz and Av, these months, these months that, that uh, trouble us so much every year, that we mention every year, so I'll mention it again. The Zohar that tells us six months were given to the, to the Am Yisrael and six months were given to the Satan. Nisan, Ir, Sivan were given to Am Yisrael, Pesach and Shavuos. Tammuz, Av, Elul were given to the Satan. Tishrei, Cheshvan, Kislev were given to Am Yisrael. Right, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkis, Hanukkah. Tevi, Shvan, Adar were given to, were given to the Satan. We took Elul back with Shuva. We took Adar back with the story of Purim, Hadar, Kibluha. Mashiach will come when we take the other four months back. That's the Zohar. So Tammuz and Av are always difficult months. Difficult months. Says the Nesiva Shalom. So what's our tafkid? Ma'u tafkid ayamim. Ubevada ha'enzerak mashmosa pshuta shalavelos l'sabal ha'mashahoi ve'inenu. Obviously it's not just crying about the past. There's got to be something about the future. So what is it? Line 17. V'yesh levarzo. And I might have quoted this at some other point. V'yesh levarzo sh'amashmosa shalavelos al-beis ha'migdash ki'i hashlama al-chorbano u'tshukat l'binyano. The goal of our three-week period is to feel that something is missing. That's it. Maybe it'll be a little easier this year after what Am Yisrael has just gone through over the past couple of weeks. But we have to feel that we're missing something. I'm not shalem with what I have now. And even if I live in a community with all the amenities and with all the greatest yeshivas and shuls and pizza stores in the world, I'm not happy about it. I'm not shalem with it. And even if one has the schus of living in Eretz Yisrael, I'm not shalem with it. I know something's missing. And there's a lot missing. And he tells the story of the Avtarav, line 25, somebody a Jew once came to him and was groaning about his saris. And he saw the Aptarov was bothered by something as this guest was telling the Aptarov, the Oiv Yisrael, that is Saris. And he says, what's, what's the matter? So the Aptarov says, you're so upset. I see you're upset. Are you also bothered that we didn't bring the carbon tummit this morning? Does that bother you? Or that's not on your radar? That's not on your wavelength? Are you crying about that too? That, that, you're not, that you don't have any problems with. Hainu shaloyish daga mekielov yosem we can't be mashlam. We daven for it and daven for it. Parenthetically, right? This is the the, the kuzari discusses of Yehuda Levi discusses. You know, we have the whole the whole structure of the of the sefer that it's the chaver talking to the king of the kuzars, and there's an answer for everything. Every question the king of the kuzars has, the chaver answers, except for one. If you remember, the king of the kuzars asks. The Chaver, if you love Eretz Yisrael so much, so why don't you do everything that you can to get there? First of all, all Jews should go there, and all Jews should dive with all their mites for it. And what is the Chaver answer? He says, you got me. I have no answer. Yudah Levi went to Eretz Yisrael. He says, I have no answer. We dive in Do we feel it? We dive in the Musav of Shosh Regalim. Every Shabbos morning we say, Mimchom Chamakinu Sophia. Simloch Aleinu. Masai Timloch Pitzion. 
We cry when we say it. That's the goal. The goal is just to realize that we're missing. And we need something. We need something more. And it's future-focused. It's not just a sadness. And he quotes on the bottom, bottom right, the beautiful pshat of Atireyu, when Basparo sees Moshe Rabbeinu. What does the Pasuk say? She sees him crying. She says, Oh, Miyadi Ivrimzeh. He's a Jewish baby. How did she know? So Rashi quotes Chazal, oh, that there was light in the, in the basket. Moshe Rabbeinu lit up the whole basket. But what did the, what did the Psukim say? She sees him. He's crying. Ah, oh, he's a Jew. Because a Jew cries differently than anyone else. A Jew doesn't cry in his words, a Bechi shel Yeish. A Jew cries a Bechi shel Tikva. A Jew cries knowing that there's going to be a better future. A Jew cries looking ahead. Right after we bury somebody, Rachman al-Aslam, we turn around and we say, Yiskadla v'yiskadla, Shmei Rabbah. Kodesh Baruch Hu's name will be great, become great. It says that's what this time period is about. It's about feeling that we're missing and hoping for the future. He quotes also the next paragraph. Again, we can't read all of it. We know that every month, every Rosh Chodesh, there's a Kabbalistic tziruf. There is an allusion to Shem Hashem and a certain Pasuk. Certain people have the minog of scanning it during the Musaf Shemona Esri on Rosh Chodesh. What is the Pasuk that's for Chodesh Av? Rosh Chodesh Av, which is the the pinnacle of this time period. He quotes in the left side. He says the Pasuk is Haskes Ushma Yisrael Hayom Hazeni Yisalaam. Yud Kevavke backwards. Right? It's Hey Vav Yud Hey in that way. But what is that Pasuk saying? Hayom Hazeni Yisalaam. Today you're a people. We think this is the day of our Churban, but as we know, it's the day of our Binyan also. This was the next step towards Am Yisrael coming back. It's a Bechi Shel Tikva. It's not a Bechi Shel Yeyush. On Tisha B'Av afternoon, we get up. Afterwards, we have Shabbos Nachamu. Because you realize that Baruch Hu didn't kill us. He killed our base on Mikdash. He took the, the wrath out on sticks and stones, and not on Am Yisrael. This is how, this is how we have to view. We have to have that rut zone. That inner feeling, and just to end off with he quotes at the end the beautiful Bashemtov. Well the Bashemtov says that there are certain places in Shamayim where even our Tfilos can't reach. Because our Tfilos are physical words, they're garbed with speech. It's still Shayach to Olamazeh. But the, the inner feeling that we have says that's 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 out of this world. A chuka, a rut zone. He says that could go way beyond anywhere, off to the Kisi covered, Because words can't even go there. Because words are garbed and clothed with something physical, something tangible, so to speak. But the, 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 the inner feelings, he says, that's, that could go way beyond all the way up. That's what we have to work on. We have to work on the inner feelings, realizing, having more kavana. In realizing, asking Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and again, maybe it'll be a little easier for us this year. Either way, we have to work on it. And Davin, Hakadosh Baruch Hu takes away every tsara, every personal tsara, every national tsara, takes away all of our enemies. Every generation, Hakadosh Baruch Hu He continues to save us. Hashem Hashem should save us. Ben Heir of Yemen.